Welcome to The King's Table, a podcast out of King's Hill Church in Boston where we seek to elevate the Bible over opinion, answering the questions you have. I'm your host, Jonathan Mosley, and today we're continuing our mini-series on, so what's the difference? And we're going to be answering the question, what's the difference between sinful fear and holy fear? Enjoy. The Bible uses the word fear both positively and negatively. So let's put some of the verses in front of us so we can kind of see, discern what the differences are. Let's look at a few examples of what we're told not to fear. Let's, so let's start there. Psalm 23, verse 4, I think is a, is a great place to begin. You might remember that Psalm 23 speaks of our God who is a guiding, protecting, caring shepherd. And the renowned King David, he writes this in verse 4. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so David's enemies are many. And yet David is not afraid of people who plot against him. Why? Because he knows God is with him. Or take Matthew 6 as another example. Jesus, on his Sermon on the Mount, he instructs his audience not to be anxious, not to be fearful about what they're going to eat or drink or wear when they say yes to following him. In other words, he's saying, don't be concerned about whether or not you're going to have the basic necessities of life. Don't worry yourself over this. Don't be fretful over this. And to give assurance, he, he adds in verse 32 and 33, he says, he says, listen, your heavenly father knows what you need, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. In other words, God is going to take care of you. He is your Father who loves you and knows your needs. And so fear, fear rises in our hearts. Get this, when our circumstances seem daunting and the people around us seem intimidating, and so fear grabs our heart because God is made small and our thoughts and people and circumstances are made big. Now that's a sinful fear. Because it conveys a lack of trust. You see, when a, when a person or a circumstance is holding more sway in our lives than God, when a person or circumstance is holding more influence over us than God, that's a wrong kind of fear. It, it's a fear that at the root comes from failing to believe in God's faithfulness, God's sovereignty, God's power. So there is a kind of fear that is sinful, a kind of fear that makes more out of people and circumstances than out of God. But there's also another kind of sinful fear. And it's the kind of fear that fails to take, to take in the full character of God. So let me explain what I mean here. I'll share a couple of verses that, that highlight this. So, so consider with me 1 John chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. The Apostle John writes, God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also we are in this world. There is no, get this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So the, the Apostle John, he tells us, that when we understand the love of God, we are no longer worried about his judgment. Get this, if we look to God and our view of him is only 
Key word, if we look to God and our view of him is only someone who is harsh and severe and strict, then we have failed to see God rightly. We have failed to see God truly. We have missed the pinnacle of how God wants to be known, namely by his kindness and by his grace. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8.15, he helps shed further light on this, and he, he writes this. The Apostle Paul says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. You see, when I, when I see God as a slave master, who makes demands that I am unable to keep, my my spirit is characterized by fear because I know what's coming for me is consequence. I have not pleased my master, and therefore, I don't want to be in his presence. But this fear of punishment is wiped away when I understand God not to be a slave master, but a father who loves me and makes me his own. And that comes by understanding the love of God in Christ Jesus. So when I know God rightly, then I am not fearful of punishment because I see the grace and the kindness he has shown me in the sending of his son, the one who bore the punishment of sin in my place. So now as I think about God, I don't run away from God out of fear, but I run towards God with confidence. When I, when I, when I envision God as just, and only just, when I view God apart from the sinning of his son, then I don't see him rightly. I see him as someone who's going to give me a beating. But this does not draw upon the full character of God, and therefore it's a sinful kind of fear. But when I see his heart for wayward sinners and the death of Jesus, this this sinful fear begins to dissipate. So there's a, a sinful fear, that lacks a trust in God. And there's a sinful fear that comes when I only see one one element, one aspect of who God is, when I just see him as just and not see him as father. So sinful fear is either one when I fail to see God rightly, only as a slave master or judge, or sinful fear is when I make people or circumstances bigger than God. So both lead to either a lack of trust in who he is or what he promises and desires to want to be for me in Christ. So that's the essence now of sinful fear. But what about holy fear? What about holy fear? Because we are told to fear the Lord. In fact, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, as an example, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What does that mean? Well, as a church, we've been going through the book of Exodus, and there is this moment when God, in his grace, has delivered Israel out of slavery in Egypt, and he appears to them on Mount Sinai in this terrifying yet majestic display of encircling smoke around the mountain with loud trumpet sounds, with lightning, with thunder, and Israel, the people now, they've been invited to watch this manifestation of God, yet... They were also told to stay at the base of the mountain and not break the boundaries that God had set for them. So they were to respect the boundaries. At the same time, they were invited to watch God's glory be on display. 
Now listen to what Moses tells the people because I think this is so interesting and it sheds light on what a holy fear is. He tells them in Exodus 20, 20, he says, after they've seen the encircling smoke, the loud trumpets, sounds, the lightning, the thunder, he says this. He says, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. So do not fear, but fear him. Doesn't that seem contradictory? Well, no. They've been invited to see God's awesome splendor on display. It's it's awe-inspiring. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's breathtaking, but it's also something not to be taken lightly. You see, a, a healthy and a holy fear means I don't forget the gravity of God's holiness. And as a result, I don't take for granted my standing before God. My adoption into God's family cost the death of his only son. The creator's blood was shed so that I could have life. So understanding the depth of my depravity and the lavishness of an even deeper level of grace and love that goes deeper than my depravity, it moves me to want to obey God, not out of a fear of punishment, but out of a profound reverence and admiration. You see, a healthy fear comes when I embrace God as my Father, but I still remember that He is the Creator of the universe and the righteous Judge. See, I must keep all of these images together You see, a a holy and healthy fear helps me enjoy and cherish the lavishness of his grace without forgetting the gravity of his holiness. See, one one illustration that, that helps me, I think, capture a healthy fear of the Lord is the idea of swimming with great white sharks. Yeah. You know, great white sharks, they're some of the most awesome and glorious creatures to observe. They're they're beautiful. And yet they're beyond dangerous. You're, you're safe amidst a great white shark as long as you stay within the boundaries of this steel gate. You know, people pay a lot of money to go swimming with the great white sharks, but they're in the steel cage when they do it. And your guide, he lets you down and he's going to tell you what to do and what not to do while you're underwater. And, and get this, you're going to listen to him because your life is at stake if you don't. There is a healthy fear that leads us to listen to the instructions we've been given in God's word. The the shark is beautiful yet dangerous. And so there's a level of respect that you give to it by not doing anything foolish in its presence. I think this is a helpful illustration to think about. We are safe from the danger of God's wrath because of Christ. Christ is the steel gate. And now inside of Christ, we no longer fear the teeth of his judgment, so to speak. We can simply observe and enjoy and be amazed at the God that we get to behold. Still, we recognize and we respond to the majesty and splendor of God, not in triviality or in jest, but with reverence. You see, to know God rightly, there should be both gladness and gravity.
Well, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion around sinful fear versus holy fear. Glad you could join us at the King's Table. If you'd like more information about King's Hill Church, you can visit us online at www.kingshillboston.com.